I have my last midterm before reading week today and I'm just very tired and you know I've been struggling mentally and it's just been hard um and she's like and I love her and she's like um you'll get through it you're Liz and I feel like a lot of people see me like that as like this tough-headed kid that like gets everything done and does really well but I am Liz but I'm also like a human being I'm gonna be honest, like, I'm not that tough sometimes, and I do break down. Okay, kids, welcome back to The Medium, The Message. Um, today is a little different because it's a solo episode, and I decided to do this because, um, content never sleeps, the internet never sleeps, you gotta keep up with the ratings, you gotta keep up with the content. I'm kidding, I don't care that much. I just really wanted to have a sit-down video, video? podcast not video podcast this isn't youtube of just me um and maybe like a little chit chat and also like i've been having a lot of thoughts lately so i thought i could use this space to kind of let them out perhaps and um i don't know just oh i don't know there's just a lot going on in my life right now that maybe might pertain to some of you and might you know mean something to some of you if you were to hear it and you know what that means a lot to me if any of you can relate to me and I think last week some of you guys did relate to what we were talking about which meant the world to me because that was literally the plan for the episode so first thing I want to talk about is just kind of how I'm going how I'm going how I'm doing guys by the way just full disclosure it is 10 30 p.m I just had a nine hour shift and it's, it was my last day at my job that I've had for four years. So it was very emotional. I did cry. I will say that proudly. I did cry. And so did a lot of the people that have literally watched me grow up. Because I got that job when I was in grade 10. And like I'm now in second year of university. Which is a little bit insane. But I guess that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, I've been at that job for over four years. And it's been amazing. But also, um, it's a grocery store job. So like you know, you grow to a certain point and then you kind of stop growing, but you do make great friends and, you know, people that become really, really close to you. So yeah, so if I'm like babbling right now, that is why I'm very tired, but I'm also, I like plan to film this, uh, film. Why do I keep saying film? This isn't a movie. Um, I plan to record this episode like now, like I had a plan to record it now because like, I just wanted to be done with that and to maybe talk about my experience a little later on. So anyways, what was I getting at? Or, oh, I wanted to talk about how I am and also I wanted to talk about the podcast and how the podcast got started, if that's of any interest to any of you. Um, And then I wanted to answer some questions that I got and talk about school okay this is like me trying to figure out my itinerary I have absolutely no plan but I am organized and this is going to be an amazing episode so let's do it so actually let's talk about the podcast first the podcast oh my god guys I'm losing it podcast let's talk about the podcast first so um if you've listened to the episodes you know that I work at the medium which is UTM's newspaper if you don't know that then um you should get on that because it's very important And it's an integral part of the university and the campus. So very important. So I work at the Medium um, as the features editor. And this year, my editor-in-chief, Paula, was looking for some new ways to connect with with her audience and kind of like multimedia methods and things like that. Because, well, firstly, we weren't printing every week anymore because of like 
COVID. So we were on a reduced printing schedule. And so we wanted to find new ways to kind of connect. And she brought up a podcast like in passing. Uh, we had already planned to do a video series, which we already did and completed. Um, it's on the website, uh, www.themedium.ca if you want to check it out. Uh, it was kind of about um, how our community has been affected by COVID-19. And so we interviewed some professors and students about you know, their experience. Really interesting series. If you want to take a look, again, it's on our website. But we were talking about the podcast or a podcast and she kind of threw it up in the air. And I'm going to be honest, like I love talking. And for years I had always wanted to start my own podcast, either with like a friend or something, but I never really found anyone that, I mean, I definitely had talked about it with some people, but it just never really came into fruition. And so I was literally like, Paula, if you need someone, I will do this. And like, we weren't really sure what it was going to be at first, but I think a lot of it had to do with kind of me hosting it and that my personality was like, okay, I'm making, I'm being really cocky. I should take that back. But I mean, like it had to do, like I had the content planned out. Like I literally have the first 13 episodes planned out. So from September to December, um, I mean, there have been a couple of changes along the way already and there probably will be in the future, but like it wasn't really the content that was driving me. It was more just like being able to have free speech and allowing others to have free speech, which is definitely something that I think the university misses in some aspects of it. Like I feel like some students don't feel safe in talking about what they want to talk about. And so that's kind of the platform that I wanted to create. And I wanted to start out by just being me and you know, not putting up a front. Like this is literally who I am. Like I'm, I know I'm talking to a wall right now into a microphone, but really I'm just trying to connect with you and to have you understand that, you know, I'm just a regular person. Um, and that like what I say matters, but so does what you say and what you think. And it doesn't mean that because I have this platform, I can't share it with you. So I really wanted to create a space and that's why I've had guests so far. Um, and I will have guests until the end obviously like all my other episodes are planned out with guests i actually was going to take a break this week but i was like okay i'll just do a solo episode and talk about some stuff that has been going on and just talk about it so anyways that was us talking in the summer because we started our meetings back in august so it's been like literally in the making for a while and then we obviously filmed our first episode um just before the start of the year um episode one with everyone from a medium and well not everyone but everyone that was on the episode was from the medium there's a lot of worth a lot of us that work at the medium um and it was really fun and I remember right after Ali texted me and he was like Liz like you definitely have the energy for this like you're the perfect host and that meant the absolute everything to me like that meant the world to me because I just it's not that I was unsure in myself because I know how outgoing I am not in like a cocky way like it's just a fact like I'm just outgoing I don't try it's just I can't be any other way like I'm naturally a little too loud for everyone's liking but it's okay (laughs) but anyways and it just meant the world to me and that really from then on I was not nervous for a single episode because I just you know and Chris said the same thing and Paula said the same thing and it just I mean I don't really rely on other people's opinions but for that I just needed to know that I was good And so anyways, we went on to do more episodes and this is episode six, which is crazy because, you know, six weeks, six episodes, not all of them are an hour, but think of it as like six hours of content and that's phenomenal. And I'm not like expecting all of UTM to tune in or all of U of T, like even if I have 
20, 30 listeners for one episode and maybe a bit more for the next, like that still means a lot to me to have people here and listening and connecting. And a lot of you have been reaching out to me at the medium and asking me to write and things like that. And that means literally the absolute world to me. Um, and my friends that have been super supportive, thank you. I know you guys make up 50% of our listeners. <laughs> I'm joking, but still, I love you to death. And that means the world to me. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to keep going. I have literally, as I said, episodes planned up until December. And in December, I'll probably do a couple more solo things. Um, if you have anything that you want to talk about as a listener um, and you want to come on to the show, like literally shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, uh, and I'd be more than open to having you come on. Um, and yeah, just before I forget though, next week, um, we're going to be talking about international students. Um, I'm going to have one of my like literally best friends, uh, Tusim on. She's from Turkey and her friend um, also from Turkey come on and they're international students and they have stuff to say. And I think it's important that you listen to it because there's been a lot of commotion, especially surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic and things like that. So please tune in. So let's talk about me for a second. So every episode I ask my listeners to tell us their major minor and okay let me get a sip of water one second okay because I don't want to have to edit this like usually it takes me like an hour to edit each episode sometimes more so I'm just trying to go like one shot and just not have to edit because I'm literally exhausted anyways enough of that so every episode I get my guests to talk about their major minors and I know I talked about it in my first episode like what my major minor is, but I just want to reiterate and kind of explain myself just for my own well-being. Nobody cares, but it's okay. So I'm a chem major with a double minor in bio and art history, which is very, very weird. I know, but it's literally perfect for me. So chem, and again, this makes no sense to anyone that I tell this to. They're like, Liz, what the hell? Like, what are you on? And I know. But chem I picked because it was the hardest science for me to master. Chem in first year was my lowest mark. My lowest mark. Bio had a 4.0. Math had a, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this too loud, but I had a really good mark in bio and math. Even in physics in grade 12, I had a higher mark than in chem. Chem I've always struggled with, but through the struggle, I've grown so much. Like I've literally grown astronomically just as a student, as um, like an, like someone in the lab, like chem has allowed me to grow in so many ways and to really challenge myself. And for me, if something comes easy, like bio or calc does, I get bored super easily. Like bio, literally last semester, I kid you not, it was coming so easy. It was coming so easy to the point where I didn't even study for my final exam and I still got like over an 85 on it. I do not understand. Like I get all the content. It's just like bio to me, no joke, it's common sense. I don't know why because genuinely I don't know why. (laughs) But chem is hard as shit. Like that shit does not come easily to me. I literally have to sit in chem class By the way, if you've ever taken 231 or if you're taking it right now in organic chemistry, if you sit in that lecture and you understand a single word he said, he says, literally 
go to Stanford, Harvard, I don't know, be an astrophysicist, I do not know, but like, you're smart, because I sit in that lecture, and I swear to God, I feel like it's a different language, and even when I listen to it back, and I like pause, and try to like digest what he's saying, still don't get it, read the textbook, still get it a little more, but not enough to like do well, but I'm doing okay in the course, I'm finding my way through it, We're not going to talk about it too much, but that's why I picked chem because it's a challenge and I know that I'll grow. And yes, I might not get the best GPA that I could get if I was doing math or if I was doing um, bio, especially, or even psych, but at least I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to do something I love. I really do love chem. I really do love the content a lot more than bio. I find bio to be a little boring unless it's anatomy, which brings me to my minor of anatomy. That's why I'm taking it because no, bro, my minor is in bio, not anatomy. My minor is in my bio. <laughs> Guys, I need to sleep. My minor is in bio and I'm taking anatomy right now and I'm going to take like animal physiology, I think, or I don't know what the 20, I think it's 202, bio 202. Anyways, the other easy bio course that's not like protein dna synthesis replication rna i hate that stuff that stuff can literally never i don't want to see that ever again but like human anatomy super important especially if like you find your way going if you find yourself wanting to go to medical school super important to know that um and i'm not going to say i'm going to medical school because i may not get in and i hate i okay i don't hate people that say that because some of i love people that are ambitious but it's just like I'm a very realistic person and I know how hard it is to get into medical school and if I will be 7%, I love that for me. If I'm not, that's fine. I have a plan B, all good. (laughs) So that's bio. And then art history is because my mom's an artist and I was very lucky as a child to travel the world and to literally my mom, when we go like, um, when we go last last summer, why can't I speak? Okay, this is a bad idea. Anyways, last summer we went to Spain for a month and I swear to God, we spent like, not a month, sorry, it was three weeks. We went to Spain for three weeks and two of the weeks we were in like non, like not like in like a beach town. Like one of the weeks we were in a Marbella, which is like a, by the water. So there's not really any museums. It's just like, you just go to the beach and like tan. But the other two weeks were in, like, in Madrid, Barcelona, um, and, like, other smaller towns that had, like, castles and shit like that. Anyways, not castles. Historical monuments, like the Alcazar? No, that's not right. In Granada, what's that thing? If you've ever been to Spain, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's fine. Um, Anyways, when we were in, in Madrid, we were there for four days. All four days was spent in museums. Like, I spent my childhood overseas in museums. So art history to me is super interesting. And that's the only way that I was able to like get through museums. Because to me, looking at a picture is like not really much. Like I can just, if I need to look at something pretty, I just look in the mirror. (laughs) I hate myself. I'm sorry. That was bad. But what I mean is that I really like to explore like the meaning behind artwork and um, artist history and their biographies and things like that. So art history is interesting. And I will admit, like, I'm starting this minor this year in my second year, so I'm taking, like, the 101 course this year, and it's going pretty good so far. I really enjoy it. It's really fun, and then I'm just going to keep taking, like, 200 courses and then 300 and so on, but I'm, like, not behind, so it's fine. Like, I'll have time to catch up. Anyways, so that's my minor, major, combo, combo thing. 
how I'm doing mentally. Let's talk about that because I'm not scared to talk about it. It's not, not something that I'm like really ashamed of or anything, but I'm not okay. <laughs> like I'm okay now because it's reading week and I get the week off, but also I have so much to do. Like I have something planned every single day and I don't mean like activities. Like I'm not going pumpkin picking. No, like I have work to do. I've got to study for some midterms, write a bunch of lab reports, like things like that. But Literally the last two weeks, I had three midterms, three lab reports, an essay, just so much. Um, And I just broke down. I broke down about three or four times um, and just couldn't do it. Um, Yeah, it was just not pretty. Um, And I think this is me reaching the bottom of my tank. And I don't think I noticed how fast it happened. Um, and I think online school really did like at first, I'm going to be honest at first, first couple weeks of school, first two, three weeks of school, I got into a rhythm and I was like, I could do this for a long time. And then midterms hit and it just went downhill. Like it went downhill. I was crying a lot. I was staying up and I'm someone that literally, I, and I mean in my educational journey and I'm not over exaggerating from the day I was born until a week ago, I've gone to bed before midnight. Not not like I've never pulled an all-nighter. I've never stayed up past midnight. I've never, like, obviously, like, on not school days, sure, like, I'll stay up doing other things or being somewhere, but, like, I've never stayed up on a school night, like, studying. If I'm doing something else, it's fine. Studying past midnight. And these last two weeks, there's been four or five nights where I stayed up until three, like, studying. And it's not like I was loafing around all day or procrastinating. No, like, I had been studying straight from 8.30 a.m. until 3 a.m. And then I'd go to bed and I'd wake up the next morning at 6 because I I hadn't finished my work at 3 a.m. and keep studying. And it was painful. It was disgusting. I literally felt dead inside I was crying like I was literally studying and crying bawling my eyes out and I'd also like been going through other things um like really missing uh like really missing people in my life and hating to be stuck inside like it's kind of it like it got to me at the start of quarantine and now it's starting to get to me a little more again and it's like comes in waves and stuff like that um and like honestly, I it was painful as shit. And I have this really, really, really close friend who's in first year. So she's just started at U of T St. George. And she'd been texting me over the last few weeks and I had been helping her with some of her assignments and just giving her advice and things like that. And she was like, Oh my god, how are you? Like kinda like and obviously I genuinely did not want her to Like, I don't care if you don't ask me how I am. Like, I literally always tell her, like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, which I really am. She was like, I feel like I've always been complaining. And like, can we talk about you for a second? Like, how is it going? Uh, And how's podcasting and all that? And I I was like, to be honest, like, I have my last midterm before reading week today. And I'm just very tired. And, you know, I've been struggling mentally. And it's just been hard. Um, And she's like, and I love her. And she's like, um you'll get through it you're Liz and I feel like a lot of people see me like that as like this tough-headed kid that like gets everything done and does really well but I am Liz but I'm also like a human being 
And I'm going to be honest, like I'm not that tough sometimes. And I do break down um, and my heart does hurt. And, you know, I get exhausted and I do bad on things. Like, I mean, I haven't gotten any marks back, but some of these assessments, I've just literally not even studied for them because, you know, after you do the whole 3 a.m. thing a couple nights in a row, like you just you just like end up sleeping all day and not even wanting to get out of bed and just like feeling so down, so zero energy. And on top of that, and I know the person, like if you're listening to this, you're going to think like she is probably sick, but no, my hair has been falling out. Like, and I mean like falling out, like crazy falling out. And so again, like I'm just genuinely concerned. And so I wish I could take this week off and I'm gonna like pace myself and everything that I have to do and I'll take some time off and things like that but it's been it's been really challenging um and I've like the whole staying up has just really taken a toll on me and yeah ooh ooh you know I don't I don't have that ever but it's okay it's okay like I'll be fine and if you're going through something similar always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. We can talk about it um, at um, the handle. What's the handle? Jesus Christ. At the message UTM. Reach out to me. um, DM me. I'll respond. Whatever. We can talk. I really genuinely would love to talk. Let me take a sip of water. But yeah, I love to talk about this. I'm finding new ways to cope with it um, with time. I did not watch any Netflix. So last year, genuinely speaking, I would like study and have like Netflix on and I still did like really well, but that's definitely not an amazing habit to have. Um, But also like, I'd not, I'd like, um, sorry, someone just texted me. It's really distracting. Stop texting me. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, or like I'd watch it after class. But then this year... I haven't watched Netflix since September 9th. Like, I literally have not had the time to open my computer and go to Netflix because I'm either studying or sleeping. And so, genuinely speaking, um, yesterday and the day before, I've watched three seasons of Shit's Creek so far. If you haven't watched that show, you need to watch it. It's hilarious. Sorry, I got distracted. Where was I? Shit's Creek. Yes. Watch the show. So good. On season three. Amazing. Literally the only show in my life that I've ever like watched and legitimately laughed out loud. Like I will literally burst out laughing because it's so funny. Like it's so funny. Um, and by the way, all filmed in Canada, um, the son and a dad, the son and the dad in the show are like actual, like father son in real life so it's like a great dynamic um and it was also created by the son i think the show or the father anyways great show go watch it literally go watch it you have the week take the time um so yeah i'm glad i've gotten to do that these last two days of reading week um it's not reading week yet i i don't understand how some people say reading week starts on monday like i think it starts like some saturday reading break anyways it doesn't matter um but yeah, I've been doing that, but I got to get to work tomorrow and just get start get, start taking things off my list um, and getting things done. But I also want to take some time to, I think my mom and I want to go on a hike to Mount Nemo, if you know what that is. It's like a mountain in Burlington. Um, that's really nice to hike 
Um, not that we hike. It's not really a hike. Like, I feel like when, when I say hike, people think that, like, we're taking, like, sticks with us. No, it's just like a, it's like a trail. <laughs> just walk around. <laughs> it's really nice, though. And then I have a bunch of uh, stuff to do that I've been putting off, like adult stuff. Um, like, you know, calling the bank, things like that, that I've just been literally putting off for actual months. So I need to get back on that and do that. It's hard to adult, you know, it's really hard. Um, and my mom is always trying to get me to be like more um, independent. So she'll remind me a couple of times and then just leave it to me. And then obviously I forget. So yeah. Um, anyways, moving on about that. What else do I have to say for myself? Oh, so kind of talking about the job that I finished today. Um, I had been there for years and um, I don't know. It was my first job and it meant a lot to me and I met some amazing people. Um, No, I made some amazing friends um, over the years that obviously I'll stay friends with. Like goodbyes are stupid because like I'm not never going to talk to these people again. Also, if you can hear like rambling in my in the background it's like my mom doing the dishes it's also 11 so she should, I don't know why but anyways um I hope you can't hear that but um yeah I made some great friends and I think today when my manager was saying bye to, to me like we were having like a little huddle with everyone and I'm glad today was my last day because it's like Thanksgiving Eve and I work in a bakery like in a grocery store and so like it was very busy and everyone that I've worked with was there so it was good to say goodbye like that my god I'm yawning oh sorry that's embarrassing. I'm tired. Anyways, and she was like tearing up because, you know, she's seen me grow up from, and so was I, she's seen me grow up from like a high schooler with like no experience to like a adult, you know, and a young woman who has lots coming for in, in my life and that means a lot to me. And so I'm not just leaving with no reason. Um, I'm leaving because... Um, okay. I'm leaving because <laughs> my store had a couple COVID outbreaks. Um, nothing that was like in my department. It's a big store, so it's fine. Nothing that was in my department, but I didn't like the way that the school managed it. Or the school, Jesus Christ, the store managed it. Um, and these have been people that obviously I'd known for four years. And I'm not talking about my department manager, more like the store manager. And it was just very hurtful to see them not care about my well-being and I was very stressed um and also if you heard a couple episodes back there was another outbreak at the medium well not in the medium but at the student center which is where the medium office is but it wasn't in our office but just for precaution I decided to go get tested and um I needed to take a few shifts off and I was also kind of very stressed mentally because you know it's stressful to be faced with that diagnosis and waiting for the results like it's super duper fucking stressful and the management was just like we don't care about your other job we don't care like no i've she was like i've never heard them say that you have to isolate when you're waiting for results just come into work your team needs you or some shit like that which is just code for like we need to make money and we need you here and that day that she said that to me on the phone i literally went and found a new job and it was like, I didn't think I was going to leave my that job until I graduated university because it was bringing in really good money. I'd gotten good raises over time. 
and it was kind of easy, like just twice a week, really chill, really flexible schedule. Um, like, I don't know, 16 hours a week, like nothing insane and like super cool people and stuff like that. But I was just like, I cannot let someone treat me like that and talk to me like that. That day, I went on the um, U of T. This is actually such a funny story. I went on the U of T job network. I started looking for a new job. And I found this job for an optometrist assistant. And I was like, that sounds fucking amazing. Let me get on that. And it was like exactly the days that I needed or like that I was available. Um, And so I searched up the name. And the first thing that came up was in Oakville. And I was like, awesome. That's where I live. Like, awesome. So it was a, it was a Sunday. So the office was closed, but I called and I left a message and I was like, Hey, I saw the job posting on my university network. Um, I'd be really interested in talking with you. If it's still available, please let me know. I can drop off a resume, et cetera, et cetera. So Monday comes around and I get a call back and she's like, hi, my name is Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I heard your message and I'd love to talk further. Like when's your availability, et cetera, et cetera. And she was like, okay, like, well, I'll have you come in for an interview and I'll call you back. And then she doesn't call back for a couple of days and my boyfriend was like, just email her, like email her your resume. Like what, 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 what's the worst thing that could happen? Just do it. So I email her my resume. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Come in for an interview. So I finally like get that contact going, come in for an interview. And right before the interview, I go back to the posting because I'm like, okay, if there's any information I need to know for the interview, like I just want to research the clinic, et cetera, et cetera. I go back to the posting and it says, requirement to speak Cantonese and I'm like fuck I don't speak fucking Cantonese I speak four languages guys but I don't speak Cantonese um so anyways I'm like okay I'm gonna have to mention that in the interview like awkward but whatever so I go to the interview and I totally forget to mention Cantonese because I don't know I don't think about these things great interview hires me on the spot is like you're gonna start a couple weeks once you like you're done your old job because at that time I hadn't handed in my two weeks yet um this was literally the same day that my store manager was like being a bitch to me um and treating me like garbage <laughs> so um yeah so she was like amazing you got the job I'm like awesome I get home and I'm like crap I forgot to tell her about Cantonese but I'm like why didn't she bring it up so I go back to the posting and right under requirement to speak Cantonese it says requirement to live in Markham area and I'm like wait a damn minute why the fuck would she want me to live in the Markham area if if I'm in Oakville and if the office is in Oakville. So I look up the name again, the doctor's name. And obviously on the website it was just doctor, the initial, like I'll make up a name because I don't want to obviously tell you where I work now, but like Dr. J. Smith. So I look up Dr. J. Smith. And again, it's the doctor that just had the interview that comes on, comes up. And then I look up Dr. J. Smith Markham and it's a fully different doctor with like a Cantonese optometrist clinic. And I'm like, what the hell have I just done? So these two doctors have the same first name initial, literally very close first names as well. Um, and so pretty much what ended up happening is that I called the random, like the first thing that came up on my Google, which wasn't even the posting. And I asked for a job that wasn't even posted for. Like that's fate. Like, I'm sorry. I don't believe in fate or like, just like how the stars lay or shit, whatever, however you want to say it. But that's fake, guys. Like that blows my mind. And I'm not going to mention it to her because I went and I got what I wanted, which is a job in my field, I guess. Because like if I'm going to go into med, like this is like I'm an optometrist assistant. Like I'm not 
like I'm a doctor's assistant. I'm not like a receptionist. Like I thought I was walking into the interview to be a receptionist, but no, like I'm going to be teaching kids how to put on contact lenses and doing preliminary testing. Like this is hands-on and this is that big leap that I've been waiting for and that I didn't think that I was deserving or that I was qualified for. So what I'm trying to say is that if you don't think you're in the right place right now and you're not growing where you're working, literally allow yourself to find something new. Allow yourself to take that leap of faith and leave that, you know, really long-term career. And you know what? I was thinking about this and I was like, it's the same for a fucking relationship. If you're in a relationship and you're not growing and you've been in it for four years and it's the same exact thing over and over and over again and you know that there's something better out there, go get it. Leave the relationship that you're not growing in or obviously bring it up with your partner and try to grow together. I mean, don't make drastic decisions after four years. Maybe not the best idea like I did. But, you know just take a leap of faith. It's worth it. It's worth it. And so I start on Tuesday. So we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this later. Okay. Let me just have a drink and then we'll keep going. Okay. What's next? What's next? What was I going to talk about? Oh, okay. I'm going to answer questions. My ears are itchy. It's allergy season, but it's also COVID season and it's also flu season. So God knows what's going to happen this year. (sighs) Okay. One of my friends who I took Management 130 with, um, which is Introduction to Personal Finance with, um, asked me to talk about our midterm, which was last year, first semester. So my first year. This is probably one of the funniest university stories that people literally don't believe to be true. They're like, there's no way this is true. So I had this professor... I have no idea what his name is. Is that rude? I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) I forget what his name is. Oh my god. Anyway, so I had this professor who's very disorganized. The textbook was a four dummies book that he co-wrote. Like, you know those four dummies? Like, it was like personal finance four dummies. He like co-wrote it or something. The lectures made no sense. Um, The class was also very late at night, so like nobody really paid attention. Very messy. And then obviously we had, the time came up where um, we had a midterm planned for a certain date and I'd been studying a lot because I was worried because literally hadn't learned a single thing and I was like, what the hell is going to be on this midterm? Like, please help me God. So anyways, um, prepare for the midterm, show up to class on the day of the midterm and professor's not there and I'm like, awesome. So I'm sitting with my friend. Um, and we're kind of waiting for our professor to show up and he doesn't show up and the class was like a two-hour class I think it was like seven to nine no six to eight I don't remember it was late maybe five to seven maybe five to seven I know that's not that late but like for me like as a bio as a chem student like all our classes are like 9 a.m so it's pretty late um anyways so let's say the class starts at five our midterm starts at five it's supposed to be a two-hour midterm um the TA's there, who we've never met before, because there's no, like, practical or tutorial or anything, so the TA's there, and he, like, doesn't really know what's up either, like, he's just standing there on his phone, um, and then professor shows up an hour later, so it's 6 p.m. by then, and we're, like, you know, like, what the hell, like, hello, like, this is a two-hour midterm, where's the professor, where's the midterm, um, and again, the TA knows nothing, which is always amazing, 
um, he shows up and he's like, guys, I'm having printer issues. And we're like, awesome. Love that. He's like, I'll be back. And we're like, before we have the time to like say anything, like interject, he's like out the room. So he comes back and he's like, guys, I don't have a midterm. I'm sorry. And we're like, oh, okay. So by the, this, it was like an hour and a half in and like no midterm. And I swear to God on my, like literally my life, he did not have that midterm written. I just know it. He's like, oh, the printer only printed one side of the paper. Sure it did. No, that man did not have a midterm written. So go home that day. Very disappointed to have studied for like, I'm yawning again. This is so embarrassing. (sighs) Sorry. Really disappointed to have studied for like hours on end. Literally reading the dummies book because that's all there was, like all the course material that there was. Um, come back a week later, he finally has the midterm ready. He shows up this time. Take the midterm. Midterm was ass. It was literal ass. Um, I think I got a 46 on it. No, I didn't. Okay, I think I got a 70 something. Um, but I think half the class failed. Very disappointing. Um, point being. That class was a mess. The professor was a mess. His office hours were a mess. Um, the exam, I think he gave me the answer to about three of the questions. He was just like, look, look, look. And like started writing on my paper. And I was like, please be my guest. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting like a, I don't know, an okay mark in the class. I don't know why it happens that like your electives are always some of your lowest marks. But I guess it does. I'm yawning again. I need to go. But yeah, that's a funny story for you. Don't ever take... Oh, and the other MGM 130 prof who has like a book, like not a for dummies book, like a book book, asked his students to like subscribe to him or subscribe, follow him on Instagram or something uh, for extra credit. And then like the Toronto Star wrote like an article about it because all these students were like protesting. Anyways... Pretty much, don't take MGT 130 because apparently that class is cursed by the stupid professors. They can't get their shit together. So, yeah. Anyways, that was that's my first funny story. Um, then, Tusum, who's on next week, asks how I'm doing. And I'm great. I love you so much. And then she also asks, how do you have a good resume? And this is definitely something I can touch upon because I've volunteered a lot over my time. And I've um, worked a few jobs, um, both long-term and shorter-term. And I think it all has to do with just quality experiences. Your resume doesn't have to be two pages long. Like, mine is one page. It's very condensed. um, And it's just about making sure you divide. So let me open my resume and kind of talk about it. First of all, you need volunteer experience. And there's nothing wrong with just having volunteer experience. Um, Especially, like, a lot of... I have some friends that their parents literally do not let them work because they want them to, like, do good at school. Even though, like, to me, that's probably the worst thing you can do because working brings a lot of experience, like, real real life experience. So, I have my name, my contact information, and then I have my a little thing called profile which um, just says like undergraduate students at the University of Toronto, Mississauga, completing a Bachelor of Science, majoring blah, 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 minoring blah, 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 extensive volunteer and a strong and developed skill set. And then on the left side, I have my education, work experience, awards and certificates um, under education. Obviously, I have my education. 
work. I just have my last three jobs, which is the three jobs minus the one that I just finished. Um, awards. Probably going to take that off because some of it becomes outdated. Like, I got my Edim Duke of Edinburgh Award in, like, 20... I want to say 2017, so it's been a while now. So, although, like, the Duke of Edinburgh Award is kind of, like, if you know what that is, kind of, like, carries on throughout your life. Um, or, like, I have my conservatory stuff for piano, but, like, I don't even play the piano anymore, so, like, maybe I'll take that off. And then certificates, like, if you've ever done, like, Wemis, like, that's always good to have there. Even if you've done it, you probably, if you're in camera or any kind of bio, you've probably done it before. Um, and then on the right, I have my volunteer experience, which is very important to have a good volunteer skill set. And very important to have things that are like long term that you've been doing for a few years because it shows dedication. It shows, um, yeah, shows dedication and it shows like that you're interested and passionate and that you keep contributing and that you just don't just do it for a day to have it on your resume, that you actually continue and follow through. Um, and so I've, you know, a lot of the volunteer things I did, I did for more than a year, sometimes more than two years. Some I've done for literally ongoing. Like, I volunteered at my church. Okay, now I, not that I go to church. It's just the church in my community. Um, I don't go to church, but I volunteer there because my neighbor is, like, the one of the really big representatives. And so she always asks me to go volunteer. I did that up until covid and then, like, other things. And I've done that since 2014, so it's been a while. Other than that, like, if you don't have the work experience or even your volunteer experience is small, put your skills on there. What do you know how to do? Can you handle uh, keeping up a high GPA on top of um, extracurricular commitments? Can you communicate in more than one language? Are you approachable? Do you have teamworking skills? Do you have technical skills like Microsoft Office software? Have you ever worked with EMR, which I have like electronic medical records. I, have, I did that in like a co-op that I did. Do you know how to use Photoshop? Like literally put anything on there. Um, like I put that, I put my languages, like I speak four languages. Why not put it on there? Like put what you think might be applicable to a workspace. And it's, it'll be more than you think. Like honestly, put everything on there if you've ever gotten a scholarship or like an award like obviously don't put like what's that thing you get in high school i forget what's that thing like oh my god what's it called okay anyways i don't know what it's called but like when you get like an 80 percent, they give you like like don't put that obviously but you can put like um if you got your um second year school diploma if you got it with honors obviously put that there but yeah like things like that and um i don't want to say like milk it but like kind of milk it you know like for like my church thing my neighbor's church like I haven't volunteered there every single day from 2014 no I'll volunteer like three times a year four times a year yet I put it for the whole duration of the time that I've been there or like and also like put a little description beneath it like I was um uh like when I did um I did a program called Breaking Barriers at the Oakville Soccer Club, which is, uh, and I was a soccer facilitator for children with special needs. So put that under there, like describe what it is. Cause some, like if you just put breaking barriers, no one will know what that is. So like, make sure you put that and genuinely. Like if you don't have a lot to put on there, describe what it is that you're putting on. So if you put on a certain volunteer experience, that means a lot to you. Describe what it is, what you learned from it. Um, yeah, things like that and skills. I'm telling you, these days, employers are looking for skills. They're looking for skills that others might not have you, that put you at a competitive advantage. Languages, um, certain technical skills like learn, knowing how to code or 
knowing how to mm, Photoshop, Illustrator, things like that, important, super important. So make sure you stock up on those. And then another friend of mine asks, favorite hobbies you picked up during COVID? For me, it was arts and crafts. I painted a few things. Um, Most of them ended up in my boyfriend's room. He stole them from me. I'm kidding. I just painted painted a couple things for him because I was being a simp. Um, And then I also picked up sewing. So I sewed a few things, a few little top skirts. I made like 10 bucket hats because I found a pattern online and I was like, this is cool. So I like got a bunch of fabric and made bucket hats for me and all my friends, which was lots of fun. Um, And then I sewed other things like, what did I sew? I sewed a top that I love to death. It's so beautiful. Um, And like a couple other things. So yeah, I did that. What else did I do during COVID? Um, I worked out a lot. Um, I lost a lot of weight without knowing. (laughs) Genuinely uh, didn't know that I lost weight until people were like, hey, Liz. (laughs) But um, I started feeling a lot better about um, just lighter on my feet, which is very important. I didn't realize that that's what I was really missing in my life is just to be lighter on my feet. Um, So that was phenomenal. And then what else? Um... I didn't pick up baking like every single other bitch. Everyone's like banana bread. I'm like, no. Um, Also, my oven broke like halfway through COVID. Still haven't fixed it. So no baking for me. Um, And then what else? Let me think. Um, I don't know. I did some reading, a little bit of reading, a little more than what I usually did, which is great. Um, A good book I want to recommend, by the way, is called also, um, uh, what's it called? Men. Men Without Women. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Let me, let me Google it right now. Yes, Men Without Women by Haruki Murakami. Um, it's a f- probably one of the best books that I've ever read, truly. Some of the short stories, it's like a compilation of short stories. Some of them brought me to actual tears and just really made me understand the different types of relationships that men and women can have. Um, and just how profound or rather not profound they can be and how much they can mean or how little and 100% would ow sorry 100% would recommend that book um very good and also I watched quite a few movies um yeah quite a few um okay so last question um is an anonymous question on the like form thing and it's is god real that's the question and um i don't feel like i'm in the right place to answer this um just because i myself have not found that true real deep connection with god or any spiritual um being as maybe some of my friends or some of you may have found um but i definitely think that um, God is real if you allow him to be real to you and to me he's real but he's just not someone that I've looked to recently sometimes I do I remember a few years ago I was um, just let's say my yeah I was just going through something um, very dark and scary and I did look to God Um, to me it's God to you it may be Allah or whatever it is that you believe in Um, 
and I think in that time he was real to me because he was someone that I could talk to and that could um, vent to (laughs) I don't think that's the most appropriate world but you know something of that but you know it comes and goes for me and for others it's just a constant thing in their life and that's beautiful and so I think he is if you let him be so I'll just I'll just leave it at that before I say anything offensive um (laughs) but yeah I think that's it I think that's all there is for me to say I've been talking for 47 minutes which is insane please follow us on Instagram at the message UTM. Um, what else? DM me if you want to talk about anything that I mentioned or anything really in general. Um, I'm really open to talking and chatting. Um, and I really hope that you enjoy your reading week and that you take the time to recenter yourself, reground yourself, um, fill up your tank, Spend time with your family. Be safe. These case numbers of COVID-19 are absolutely astonishing. I literally can't breathe. Like, 900 cases? You gotta be kidding me. Um, Yeah, no, I'm unwell. (laughs) I am unwell. But yeah. Um, If you have any suggestions on how I can make this better, and by this I mean the podcast, um, send me a DM. Always open. And just let me know. Let me know your thoughts. And take care of yourself, please. Okay? Alright, I think that's it. It's 11.24. I need to sleep. I've been up and I need to sleep. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Goodbye, goodbye. Ow, I keep hitting my elbow against my chair. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.